0: Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Preventing Congenital Cytomegalovirus Through Behavioral and Emerging Vaccination Strategies. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Moderna. My name is Dr Gwissey Jones, I'm an Associate Professor of Paediatric Infectious Diseases at the University of Southampton. We're going to be talking about preventing congenital cytomegalovirus or CMV through behavioural and emerging vaccine strategies. Let's discuss the burden of disease for the foetus and the neonate who are infected with congenital CMV. The CMV infection causes few symptoms in most healthy individuals. Pregnant women can pass CMV infection onto the developing fetus, and this can have consequences for the fetus, neonate and child. In high income countries, around one in 200 infants born with congenital CMV. The prevalence of infants born with congenital CMV in low middle income countries is significantly higher. The proportion of women who've had CMV before varies dramatically from different countries and different ethnicities. In Western Europe. Around half of women will have had CMV before. And this means that they've got antibodies to the CMV or are seropositive. In contrast, women coming from Africa, India, or some parts of Asia are more likely to have caught CMV in the past. So around 80 to 90% of women being seropositive. If a woman catches CMV for the first time during pregnancy, this is known as primary infection, and this can be transmitted to the developing fetus. A woman who's had CMV before can reactivate that virus or catch a new strain of CMV and this is called non-primary infection. The vast majority of those infants who are born with congenital CMV have no clinical features of CMV at birth, but despite them appearing well at birth, around a quarter of children born with congenital CMV will go on to have long-term health problems. The most common problem is sensory neural hearing loss, but there are a number of other long-term health problems associated with congenital CMV. These include neurodevelopmental problems, including cognitive disabilities, gross motor impairments, such as cerebral palsy, speech and language delays. There is a higher prevalence of autistic spectrum disorder compared to the general population. Other problems include epilepsy and seizures and impaired vision as a result of chorioretinitis. In summary, congenital CMV is associated with considerable burden of disease both for the fetus and for the neonate and is a leading cause of birth defects. Next, let's think about the risk factors for transmission of congenital CMV. The most important risk factor for transmission of CMV from mother to infant is whether the woman has had primary infection before or during pregnancy. For women who have primary infection in pregnancy, there is around a 40% risk of transmission from mother to infant. If women have had CMV infection prior to becoming pregnant, then the transmission risk is significantly less, around one to 2%. For pregnant women, the most common source of CMV infection is the saliva or urine of young children, particularly their own children or those that they have close contact with, either in the home or in daycare settings. The risk of transmission from mother to infant varies depending on the trimester at which the mother acquires CMV infection. It's more likely that the virus is transmitted during the third trimester of pregnancy. Have it's really infection in the first trimester of pregnancy, which is associated with the long-term adverse sequelae for the fetus or for the infant? This is true both for sensory neuro neurohearing loss and also developmental abnormalities. In summary, the saliva and urine of young children is the most common source of infection to pregnant women. A significant risk factor for transmission of the virus from mother to infant is whether the woman catches CMV for the first time in pregnancy. The risk for sensory neural hearing loss or adverse neurodevelopment outcomes is highest if the infection is acquired in the first trimester of pregnancy. Developing preventative strategies such as hygiene-based behavioural change strategies or vaccines was a high priority. Next, we're going to discuss the current gaps in CMV prevention. In this session, let's focus on the current gaps in congenital CMV prevention, as well as the barriers to educating on risk reduction strategies. CMV is rarely discussed with women in pregnancy, so many women don't know about risk reduction measures to try to reduce their risk of catching CMV in pregnancy. While there are different guidelines which mention the need to discuss CMV risk reduction, these haven't yet translated into clinical guidelines which are routinely used at a national level. Also, we haven't got any universal maternal or neonatal screening programs to identify women who become infected with CMV during pregnancy or indeed infants who have congenital CMV. There's no consensus about the use of treatment strategies in pregnancy for maternal or fetal CMV infection. There aren't any routine vaccines that are currently in use to prevent CMV infection, although we have a number of candidates progressing through the clinical trials pipeline. There is, however, growing consensus that pregnant women should be told about CMV and ways to reduce their risk of catching CMV during pregnancy. Despite this growing consensus, there are a number of barriers to discussing CMV with pregnant women. This includes the large number of health related aspects that need to be discussed during routine antenatal care and the lack of time during these appointments. Clinicians have also expressed concern about the potential emotive impact of discussing CMV, whether this might raise anxiety or produce guilt for not being able to fully adhere to these risk reduction measures. Also healthcare professionals express some uncertainty about the clinical pathways for testing or treating congenital CMV. thinking about discussing CMV infection in pregnancy we need to think about how best to frame the message. Surveys of pregnant women have found that expressing behavior changes as risk reduction rather than absolute prevention means that behaviors feel more achievable and more realistic. There is some concern amongst pregnant women who have children but it's difficult to balance these risk reduction measures with the parental care duties that they feel towards their older children. Women express how important it is to have the support of partners to successfully adopt these behavioural change messages. Congenital CMV is associated with lifelong harm, so we need primary prevention and vaccine strategies aimed to reduce the risk of transmission from mother to child in order to reduce the prevalence of congenital CMV. The development of a CMV vaccine has long been identified as a high priority target, yet we still have vaccines which are not available in clinical practice. In summary, we have a lack of clear guidelines, the lack of education being routinely provided to pregnant women, and in many cases, a lack of maternal and fetal screening. The development of preventative strategies is crucially important with both risk reduction messages and vaccines being a very high priority. Next session we're going to focus on some of the latest efficacy and safety data for the investigational CMV vaccines being developed. In this session let's discuss the clinical implications of the latest data for the investigational CMV vaccines. Those vaccines target the glycoprotein B known as GB or the pentamer complex. So the pentamer complex is so-called because it is made up of five different antigens. These two different targets which are expressed on the surface of the virus are important in the entry of CMV into host cells. And The pentamer is particularly a target of the neutralising antibody response. So by trying to induce an immune response to these different targets, we can prevent entry of the virus into host cells and neutralise the virus by neutralising antibodies. In addition, the antibodies to the pentamer complex have shown to offer the greatest activity against CMV transmission in seronegative women from the mother to the infant. Now dive in now and have a look at one of these vaccine candidates, which is known as V160. This has progressed through phase one clinical trials. This is a replication defective CMV vaccine, which means the virus cannot replicate in the host. The vaccine expresses this pentamer complex, which we've been looking at, and it's derived from the AD169 live attenuated virus. This vaccine has a molecular switch, which allows viral replication during the vaccine process. But because this is a compound which is synthetic, the virus cannot replicate in the absence of this compound. Therefore, the virus cannot replicate in the host. So, phase one data shows us that this vaccine elicits both a humoral or an antibody and a cell mediated immune response. The vaccine may improve immune control of viral replication after infection. Importantly, B160 was well tolerated in clinical trial participants. A different approach is using an mRNA vaccine known as mRNA1647. This is currently being assessed in a phase three trial called CMV Victory. This vaccine is being tested in women between 16 and 40 years of age. Primary endpoints is prevention of primary congenital CMV infection. This vaccine has six different mRNAs and these encode both the pentamer complex and GB. And neutralizing antibodies against these may inhibit CMV entry into host cells. The results of the phase 2 trial indicate that this vaccine is immunogenic in healthy seronegative and seropositive adults. The vaccine was well tolerated in clinical trial participants. If these clinical trials are successful, the approval of these late-stage emerging CMV cancer vaccines would provide a really exciting path forward. However, in the absence of a vaccine to prevent infection, we need to ensure a focus on education and risk reduction strategies. So let's have a think about what we can do while we're waiting for these new vaccines to be available in clinical practice. Until we have a CMV vaccine available in clinical practice, it's important that pregnant women know the ways in which they can reduce their risk of catching CMV during pregnancy. So let's think about some practical ways that physicians can discuss this topic with their patients. The measures that women can take are all to do with trying to avoid direct exposure to the saliva and urine of young children. These can be summed up with three key messages. Firstly, share with care. Try to avoid eating or drinking anything that's already been tasted by somebody else. Kiss with care. Try to kiss young children on the forehead to avoid direct contact with their saliva. Wash with care. Wash your hands carefully after contact with a child's saliva or urine. These three key messages have been tested as part of a study called RaceFit. Women were randomised to either seeing a film about CMV in ways to reduce their risk or to usual care alone. This study showed that a short film resulted in an increase in knowledge about CMV, a change in attitudes towards CMV in that women felt personally susceptible to CMV and also a change in behaviours associated with transmission of cytomegalovirus. Importantly, This study showed that these changes were not associated with anxiety amongst pregnant women. Other studies also demonstrated that risk reduction measures in pregnancy are associated with a decrease in primary CMV infection. These studies underline the importance of giving pregnant women information about CMV and equipping them with knowledge about ways in which they can reduce their risk of CMV during pregnancy. We've seen that CMV is a very common virus. When acquired early in gestation, is associated with significant long-term sequelae, particularly sensory neural hearing loss and developmental delay. Vaccines to prevent primary infection or reduce non-primary infection are high priority. Until such time as an effective vaccine is available, information about CMV and ways that women can reduce their risk of CMV infection in pregnancy should be available to all women and their families. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.